Welcome to the Nearly Coherent Podcast. I'm Ed, and sitting on my monitor, bathed in green light like a creepy dude watching a early 2000s hidden camera porno, <laughs> is my buddy Jeff. Jeff, how are you, you freak show? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I have you on the big part of my screen, and then I'm in the inset, and you have a red light on, but are apparently sitting in front of a 78,000-inch fucking monitor that has it so bright that I can actually see you getting sunburned. But in my inset, I am looking at the fattest guy in the Matrix. This odd green that I've got going on is unsettling to say the least it's slightly uncomfortable but also kind of sexy which is basically how i describe you to most of my friends so yeah i think that's accurate i'm okay with the description so for those who don't know why we both have as i think you would expect voice controlled wi-fi light bulbs because we are those idiots yeah we're those guys for sure and we uh set them to different colors and whatnot actually i do i have much more fun with it than ed he has the same color on almost all the time. I have the same color on because I have a shortcut on my iPad that turns the lights to this color, turns on my Mac, opens up Trello, and gets everything set for me. So I don't actually have to be here for like two minutes before I need to send you a link. Well, well, well. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Next week, speaking of all these lights, I just ordered a LED light strip that connects to Siri. So the edge of my desk is going to glow and it's going to be beautiful. If you'd like, I'll change up the color scheme for you, too. I'm okay with the red. I would just like to see what this whole setup can do. Maybe do a little light show because, you know, that's interesting on a podcast. Honestly, those sorts of visual cues are very great on an audio only podcast. For sure. Everyone will love it. What's going on in the world? Well, I'm home (laughs) still like everybody. You know, it's weird here. It's very weird here. You know, we've seen outbreaks before. Ebola, H1N1 are the two big ones that I think of. Neither one of them were we the epicenter. Yeah. So I don't know if we're feeling more of a panic because of that. I don't know if this truly is like a global panic. Is this more or less than H1N1? I don't really know. It's weird here, but you know, it's not the worst news of the week. Honestly, I'm, I'm so stressed about this and just like that it's continuing and that there's really no way to stop this, but it is once again, as of the day that we are recording, it's fucking Dave's birthday. God damn it. Yeah. (sighs) So gross. As if things weren't bad enough. Dave's still a thing. So I think we've spoken on episodes where we talk about our favorite Christmas songs, that my favorite Christmas song was always sung by Darlene Love on The Late Show with David Letterman every year, which included a couple of other recurring bits, like throwing a football at the meatball at the top of the Christmas tree, see if you can knock it off, and Jay Thomas coming on every year and telling the greatest story he's ever told. And I'd like to institute that for the Nearly Coherent podcast 
where I talk about Dave's 21st birthday because I know I've talked about this before, but do it again. Damn it. I think it needs to be said again. And also we're a little light on content. So why not bring it on? So low those many years ago, there was a bar that I used to go to called the Harbor Ale House. Let me just paint a picture of you of this bar. It was, when you think of a dive bar, you think of a gross place, take that and add a carpet. There was an actual carpet in this bar. Yes. It was like a puke green, and I don't know if that was a natural color or just what it absorbed. Right. It was a gnarly looking carpet. Bar owners around the world, please heed my call. Don't put a carpet in there. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's where syphilis grows. It was down by the water and perpetually smelled like low tide. Like inside, it smelled like low tide thanks to this carpet. And yeah, this place was funky, but awesome. So gross. But it was the best few years of drinking I have ever had and will ever have. Yeah. So Dave finally turns 21 and he wants to go out drinking with me and my friend. Now, my, me and my friend are what you would call at that point professionals. You've been around the block. Yeah, we've been there. We've seen some shit and we've survived. The problem was that everybody in the department that we worked in at Best Buy, there was a lot of younger people. So they were turning 21 all the time. And then they'd be like, oh, I want to go out drinking with you because I'm awesome. Obviously, It's true. So Dave was the latest idiot to say this. And they would always try to keep up with us, which made no sense. Why? Why do that? Yeah. So Dave goes and he invites his whole family. He's like one of 43 children. The worst one, by the way. Easily. Hands down. Ask anybody in that family like, yeah, Dave sucks. So Dave takes all of his brothers and sisters to the bar. And me and my friend are supposed to go there at like nine o'clock. But we're not good at being places on time. We're those people. So we got there around like 30, 10 o'clock. And Dave had been drinking for some time. Oh, that's not so bad. You're going to say like 11.45? No, no. For us, that was on time. Right. Pretty proud of us for that. And Dave, being the excited child that he is, comes running up and goes, it's my birthday. Let's do some shots. And we go, are you sure, dude? Because you are already blowing like a reed in a breeze. You do not look like you have sea legs. And we are in a low tide area. And he insists, no, I, I want to do this. This is what I've been doing. So I turn to my friend, who's the bartender, and I say, hey, it's this guy's birthday. We need the birthday shots. And those shots, of course, because this was in the 2000s, it was Jaeger. I think Dave did like six shots of Jaeger in a minute span. And my friend and I pounded them back like a bunch of idiots. And then the bartender comes over with a funnel and goes, hey, time to do your birthday funnel. And Dave, looking a little green like you do, but without the benefit of the lights, is like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And this girl turns to him, no idea who this girl is, and just yells at him. Come on, drink it, you pussy. And he goes, yeah, all right. So he takes it and he does the funnel like a professional. And my friend and I were both very impressed. Gave him a little applause. He's like, all right, I'm going to go pee. So he wanders off to the bathroom that A, has no locks and B, is where like hundreds of children were created. It's gross. It's a disgusting place to be. <laughs> my friend and I are sitting there. We're just chatting and talking and sitting there doing more drinks. And then we... Realize that it's been a good five or six minutes since Dave left to pee. I'm turning around and kind of like slyly looking at his family as they're looking at us like the terrible monsters that have sullied their sad younger sibling. And they get up and they go to the bathroom. Or one of them gets up, goes to the bathroom, comes back out, white as I am at any given moment because, you know, I'm pale. And then two of them go in there. I'm like, that is a lot of people for a peeing situation. Something ain't right here. 
Yeah, half of that family is in this bathroom right now. What's going on? And it is not a large bathroom. So having that many people in one bathroom, not great. So this part I obviously didn't see, but I'm told later that Dave, for some reason, had stripped down completely to pee. Nice. But had also passed out on the floor. So he's just sitting there, legs akimbo, junk spread all over where there is several dozen STDs, I'm sure. And his family walks in on him. They have to dress him and then they carry him out. His arms are outstretched like he's Jesus on the cross, just being carried out after a crucifixion, which I guess metaphorically this kind of was. Yeah. There's this kind of like a barrier between where the main standing area is and the bar. My friend and I are sitting at the bar and they bring him through that small area and kind of give me and my friend the stink eye as they do it. And they pull Dave through and we were all convinced that we killed Dave. So close. Good news, we didn't. Bad news, we didn't. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm like, good news. Good news for me not ending up in prison. Bad news for the rest of humanity. Yeah, no, that's true. Bad news, Dave's still here. That was my chance to end the scourge of Dave, and I didn't do it. So I'm sorry, world, and happy birthday, buddy. Hope you're as embarrassed as you should be at any given moment. Yeah, I do too. I hope you're extremely embarrassed. I hope that he hates that story. Truly do. Because I now am looking forward to it being told, knowing that it's coming every year. I'm hoping that now that he knows it's coming, he just makes him hate it even more. But knowing him, since you want him to hate it, he's going to love it. He's going to be like, they're talking about me. Yay. It's true because he loves us. And I've been trying to get him to hate me for a long time. He just won't do it. You know what I should do? I should start doing to him what I do to my son, because I think I'm getting pretty close to making him hate me. Oh, no. Definitely embarrassing the shit out of him. So there's this trend out there, the this TikTok challenge for, you know, that song, I think it's called Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Yes. Have you seen this video? It's always like kids with their parent. It looked like it started with a couple of roommates, but it has since evolved. I believe I have seen it. I don't tend to watch videos on my phone with sound. So I think I saw Gordon Ramsay doing it. And I was like, this is dumb. Oh, you know what? Yes, Gordon Ramsay did it. Well, my son is at that age where everything embarrasses him. So today, my wife, the kids were upstairs listening uh, to Apple Music and some station pop hits. I don't know. But that song came on. So, of course, up out of my office, I come. Uh, dancing away to the same dance that they're doing in these videos. And instantly my son gets up from the table and goes in his room. So I make him come back out and watch me finish doing the dance because I can't let him off that easy. To which I tell my wife, get the camera. We're making a TikTok. He starts to get very upset, worked up and begging me not to do it. And he's like, you don't even have TikTok. And I go, okay, just like that. And I walked back downstairs. I did not have TikTok. So what did I do? I created a TikTok account. Nice. Smart. So I come back up a little while later. I put the song on again. I must have listened to it like eight times through, pretending as if I was like practicing for it. And he's like, why do you keep doing it? I'm like, practice makes perfect, man. You only get one shot at being uh, famous on TikTok, pal. And he said it again. He's like, you don't have TikTok. I'm like, oh, but I do. And I turned it around. Tears. Tears. In tears, because he thinks that I'm going to do a TikTok and send it to all his friends. And I'm like, what are you worried about, man? I'm like, your dad is awesome. And he's like, no, you're not. Like, you're old. You're the worst. I'm like, damn, 
and and I don't know if it's because he's upset that the threat of embarrassment or if he's wrong, but we have very opposing views on whether I'm awesome or not. I am awesome. Yeah, agree. My username on most things, unless if it's if it's not Ed Thomas, it's Ed equals awesome. So therefore, I by law have to be awesome. I believe you're awesome. I thought so. Problem is, I also believe your son is awesome. So this is real crossroads for me. I think he's pretty awesome. I mean, I think he's being a little bitch about this. But other than that, I think he's awesome. Well, let's see. The baby, if I don't have M&Ms, doesn't want anything to do with me. The seven-year-old thinks I'm awesome. This is true, which is why she's my favorite. But both the boy and my wife, not fans of me, like at all. To be fair, your wife hasn't been a fan of you in many, many, many years. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. No, there's no way around it. So that's what I've got going. Not that there's anything on it, but you should have just told him that you were sure that I had already signed us up for TikTok because we have one. Could have just been like, yo, Ed already took care of it. Do you think Ed doesn't have a TikTok? And then he would have lost his mind. Oh, perfect. I'll use it next time. I had to get him back because he smacked his sister today. Nothing crazy, big brother stuff, but I keep telling him, you get away with a lot of stuff. Putting your hands on somebody, if you're not defending yourself, is not one of them, especially if it's a girl, especially if it's a girl who's your sister. Right, yeah. So he had to get it back, but I'll fix him. I'm an only child. I don't have any point of reference for this, so I don't know if you could tell that I was an only child by the way that I act, Tom. I never really understood only child syndrome like i don't pick that up in people well i enjoy it because i get to say things like once you strike perfection why try again fair and then that makes everybody else be like that's an older child be like oh but but i've got younger siblings but it makes anyone who's a younger sibling feel real good about themselves they're the last one they're like yeah i nailed it that's me not only am i the last one but both of my brothers are half brothers so i say to them i'm like you guys were such garbage that the marriages couldn't even survive you were such pieces of shit that you broke your parents up. So I win. <laughs> you do. That's an automatic win as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, we've embarrassed all of our children today between Dave and your son. So that's cool. Yep. You know what? This is what I was wondering. Do you follow Michael Rappaport on Instagram? So Michael Rappaport is an actor. He's been in a, a bunch of stuff. But do you remember the movie Higher Learning? Very vaguely. But anyway, so Michael Rappaport is, I'm not sure where he's from, but he's a Brooklyn or Bronxian. He's got a real heavy New York accent. More accurate description because you know how different sects of people have different accents from New York. Correct. Not only is he from New York, but he's Jewish and he's got a great, just an awesome, almost comical Jewish New York accent. It's fantastic. I love it already. But there's one, like, when I hear it, because his accent is harder than most. Although, I mean, mine might be, you have a New York accent. I don't think it's crazy. But then again, I don't think my own is crazy until I'm around people that are not from here. Yeah, most people don't notice any sort of New York accent with me unless if I'm getting angry or unless if I'm getting super passionate about something. Okay, that's when it comes out. Gotcha. Yeah. Otherwise, I have a pretty non-regional dialect voice. I could fit in the Midwest except for my political values. I understand that because you're right. Yours is definitely not as, as heavy as, as most folks around here. But so this guy, he's just got a real, real good accent. And or there's a phrase that when you hear it in a New York accent is absolutely devastating. But you have to hit it. And people from New York hit this phrase like real hard. Okay. The phrase, and I'm going to try to say it 
softly and without an accent is get the fuck out of here. Very good job at not saying that with an accent. I tried. I don't know. I think I did. I would ask you to say it, but I know you let leave the, the heavy lifting as far as parental advisory stickers go. You leave that to me. Fair enough. Yes, I do. I do. So you heard the way I said it. Okay. It, ask me, ask me a preposterous question. Ask me something that would warrant. Uh, do you think I should buy the 2015 Surface Book by Microsoft instead of a new iPad Pro? Get the fuck out of here. What do you think about that response? Seems kind of wishy-washy. I'm considering it. Yeah, maybe. Now, ask somebody from New York that. Go ahead. Pardon me, random New Yorker. Do you, do you think I should get a 2015 Surface Book by Microsoft instead of the 2020 iPad Pro? I mean, get the fuck out of here. That's far more definitive. Right? And now, that was not even in anger. No. When you say it in anger, it becomes even more potent. It's just such a powerful tool that us New Yorkers have. Like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Wow. Give it to me one more time. You got to hit it hard. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Right? Honestly, I feel like I should leave and I'm in my own house. You almost ended the call right now. You almost ended the podcast right there. But it does. I love it. There's just certain things that you can say that a New York accent makes sound way more powerful and intimidating. That's true. Like when you don't know who somebody is or you may know who they are, but you don't know them well and they say something that's a little bit out of pocket. And you're like, the fuck is this guy, right? Yeah. You actually made a very good point. The angrier you are, the more New York comes out. Mm -hmm. I'm not even angry. No, you're having a good time. Yeah, I'm trying to put it in there. But man, I got to see if I can somehow get somebody to record me when I'm angry saying that. I'll give you a little lapel mic. You can keep it around all day. I could ask one of the devices. I'll call Amazon. They record everything I say. It's true. Fuck out of here. See that? Didn't even need to get. I skipped get. I went right to the fuck out of here. It's perfect. You don't need those words. There's a lot of terrible stuff about New York. Oh, so much. But there are some real good things. And that, to me, is one of them. There's very few people that can use my favorite word the way we use it. You can use it for any occasion. You can use it for any emotion. Yep. You could be happy. You could be sad. You could be angry. You could be indifferent and use it, and it's still devastating. The way the word is constructed is so, so good. Just so good. And we string it together with some other choice stuff. It's like a wave. You start with a soft F and end with a hard K. Yeah. You're getting a tidal wave right to your face. And then that uh, the uh in there is, it's like guttural. Because think about it. Don't change any other letter. Let's just change the vowel. Fack, fack. Imagine yelling fack you at somebody and they'd be like, what? Stop it. Yeah. Can't tell somebody to go fick themselves. Exactly. That's not going to work. Fock doesn't work. Fock makes you sound much less powerful. I think that's the worst one. So you got fack, feck, fick, fock. Which one's the worst? A is the worst one. You think fack is? Yeah. You know what? That might be hitting me because it sounds a little bit too bossy and that makes me feel, think of Ben Affleck. And as we all know, he and I are in a decades long fight. You know, I can't have that. I love the Boston accent, but there's nothing intimidating about it. Not even a little bit. And I love how they think they're intimidating. There are, there are literally tens of thousands of people in Boston that could whoop my ass. But the accent sounds nothing. Oh, God. The accent sucks. Are you going to go pack a cow over there? Hey. I guess I shouldn't say that it sucks. It's just not intimidating. 
Yeah, no, it's a good accent. There was that Super Bowl commercial with Chris Evans and Rachel Dratch and John Krasinski and the other guy who I have no idea who they were. That was Big Poppy. I should have texted you because you would know. Who the hell is that? There's four people. You know three of them. The other one's Big Poppy. He is a baseball player even though he is as big as most football players. He is a large dude. He's a big-time Boston hero. All right. Good for him. Live your best life. Have some beans. I do love that commercial, too. It's a very good commercial. It's the only commercial when it comes on that I don't automatically skip over. That doesn't involve cute puppies. Those Golden Retrievers driving Subaru commercials, I watch them. Not even a question. Yeah, you have to. That's the only one that, on- that only features humans uh, that I will sit through. Going back to TikTok, though, did you see that Jack Black has his TikTok now? I did, and I still love him. Everything that man does. He's so good. I'm glad that he's, and I think somebody else said this on Twitter, too, but it's been my personal belief, that I'm glad that he's like the funny guy who never got a six-pack. Makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, me too. I'm going to butcher his name from the Eternals. Kumail Nanjami. Yes. So I, I still think he's absolutely hilarious. A genius writer. Oh, he is fantastic. But damn it, I was so angry at him when he got into that shape. I'm like, thanks for leaving us behind, you fuck. What you're saying is you wanted Kumail to go somewhere? I see him with these abs. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You ain't funny no more. People with abs are not funny. You say that, but you love John Krasinski. He's got abs. I didn't say he was funny. I love him. It's different. I love my mother. My mother ain't funny. My mother never tell a funny joke in my whole life. Never once made me laugh. Yeah, but she's got some incredible abs. My mom wakes up every morning at 545 to do creatine and protein shakes and then goes out and pushes the car down the block. It's just, she's a fucking animal. When you come over for dinner, she bench presses you. Yeah. I've seen it. She does. She, and she's, got, you know, she's gotten older. When she was in her prime, she, she'd do curls with me. Couldn't believe it. He's 5'1". <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the comment about my mom was more that I love her, but she's not funny. So we had dinner a couple of weeks ago. Before, you know, the quarantine apocalypse. When we were allowed. Yes, it was legal. And I had buffalo wing. And you're not a fan of buffalo wings because you don't like the spice. Yeah, I don't necessarily need to be shitting myself while I'm at your house. Yeah, by the way, much appreciated. Anytime, buddy. There's two options typically that you can dip buffalo wings in. If the wing is good, I don't like to dip it because if the sauce tastes good, I don't want to mask it. But if it's either too hot or you like to flavor, you have a choice. You can either dip it in ranch if you're an asshole, or you can dip it in the proper thing, which is blue cheese. Right. I had had a little, comes with a little cup of blue cheese and we started talking about, you know, blue cheese and, and you said you don't like it. I don't. And then you made a comment. I don't know if you know how much this has affected me, but I've been meaning to ask you and haven't had time. You made a comment when I asked you, what is your favorite salad dressing? And I have a thing with knowing like, which anybody who listens to this knows, I like to hear people's rankings on stuff. It's true. And Ed's rankings more than most. But I was angling for what are your top salad dressings? And you told me that you eat salad dry. I do. You're a dry guy. Let me be clear. When I eat salad, which is not very frequently. I'm not saying you eat salad four meals a week. You're not a monster. No. Oh, what am I? Me trying to lose weight in 2012? No, thank you. 
a lot of them are vinegar based and I don't like vinegar. And then uh, the other ones are cream based and I don't particularly care for creamy condiments if they're not like an Alfredo sauce. This is a lot. There's a lot to digest, man. It's a lot less for me to digest because I don't have any dressing on it. Yeah. This is a lot to unpack. To hear somebody that you have respect for and you've had been friends with for a decade and a half come out with, I eat dry salad. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, they make you dry salad? I will also say, Ed came over to my house. We were going to have dinner, hang out a little bit. We were going to go out to dinner, but then I had a problem with my network that was out of my particular skill set. So I had to call on the big guns. And when they weren't available, he called me. Right, exactly. He was in my house helping me. And so I tried to keep it in check. But it's the single most upset he's ever made me <laughs> in the entire time. I could not believe the explosion inside my brain when he goes, I don't put salad dressing on my salad. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> like, when he's saying he was trying to be polite, he did not succeed. You could see <laughs> the rage. He was looking at me going, get the out of here in his soul. Yeah. Believe me, at that point, if I could have connected to the internet, I would have been like, uh, sir, please kindly leave. I don't need you around my children. I welcome you into my house and you tell me that you eat dry salad. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Piece of shit. So. Explain to me again. You're not a big vinegar fan. The smell of vinegar makes me like super queasy. That's crazy. I drink apple cider vinegar in the morning. I do it as a pill. I do the real stuff. Take it right down. It's gross. Basically sounds like my nightmare. I get it. So vinaigrettes are out. Out. Oil and vinegar. I got you. Creamy based ones. You're talking ranch, blue cheese, Russian, which nobody should like Russian dressing, by the way. I don't even know what Russian dressing is. I would have just presumed you're just pouring vodka on a salad. That I can get behind. You know what, though? It's not. It's just like weird, creamy, disgusting dressing. Multiple occasions when restaurants have said that they have Russian dressing or Thousand Island is another one. I'm like, why? Do people get that? Do people say like, uh, yeah, I'm going to a nice, delicious salad and let's put some mayonnaise and ketchup on top of it. That's, isn't that what Russian dressing is? It's like a mixture of mayonnaise and ketchup and some other shit. I literally just asked you three minutes ago what it was. You're asking me now? I don't know. I'm thrown off. I shouldn't have. This is like I'm at my seventh therapy session, and they're like really unlocking shit that triggers me. This, this whole salad thing is killing me right now. Yeah, it's weird because your lights haven't changed from green, but you are highlighted in red. It is a steamy moment for you. This is Hulk green. This is anger green right now. This is no longer peaceful. Matrix, fat guy green. This is Hulk anger now. As I said, I don't particularly care for creamy condiments. I don't like vinegar. As far as I'm aware, there is no other option beyond those two for different classifications of salad dressing. And let me be very clear. If anybody's going to come up to me later and be like, oh, but there's this. You should try it. I am 36 years old. I'm done. I'm done learning new things about myself. Understood. If I can't leave my house ever again, I'm not going to learn to like salad dressing. Okay. I've got better things to do. That's true. There's a lot bigger fish to fry. Don't like fish either. I'm not doing that. No. So I will tell you, I, at first, and I went through the, the, you know, the Kubler-Ross stages, went through the stages. I denied it. And I was like, ah, he's fucking with me. Like he's joking. 
I know he loves salad dressing. He knew that that would upset me. I know it. I got to be honest, you didn't think anybody gave this much of a shit about salad dressing. Dry salad is so weird tasting. It's not supposed to be a treat. It can be. No, no, unless it's just straight carrots. I love carrots. I'll eat carrots all day long. I'm with you on that. I love carrots. I used to just snack on like pound bags of baby carrots. One day I finished a, ba- a pound bag of baby carrots and then I ate another one. And then I tweeted that I was going to eat a third because I'm living my best life. And I did three bags of baby carrots is pushing it. That's a lot of goddamn carrots, but three pounds of carrots I ate. It's all because I take after Bugs Bunny. Baby carrot. You don't peel them or anything. So like if you get a pound of regular carrots, you cut the top and the bottom off because nobody in their right mind walks around like Bugs Bunny fucking biting off the end of a dirty, unpeeled, tipped carrot. Okay, I'm not eating a dirty, unpeeled carrot, but if I could get it looking like Bugs Bunny, you know I'm doing it. Okay. Regular carrots are far superior to baby carrots, by the way. I'm not, you know, midnight snack, baby carrots. I'm not looking to get a fucking peeler out and in the middle. It's not happening. But taste-wise, I do prefer. They're the same thing. They're not. Baby carrots are just giant carrots shaved down to be baby-sized. Baby carrots, they are already peeled, so moisture gets, more moisture gets to the flesh of the carrot, and it's exposed to air before. And for some reason, when you eat a baby carrot, it's a little bit wetter than a regular carrot. It is. This is really funny to hear you talk about this. I know. I can't believe it. This is the only podcast that does edgy material like that. You're not going to get this on the Joe Rogan experience, you bunch of assholes. You are not. Then what's the next one? Bargaining? Yeah, I went through that. I went through that. I, I decided, I was like, you know what? And that's, this is what brings me to it. When you said about don't suggest other ones, I was like, well, maybe I could find them one. Italian is oil-based. It's not, it's not cream-based. It's, this is a nice, easy one. Everyone likes Italian dressing. And then I was like, I'm never going to get this. He's going to eat fucking dry salad for the rest of his life. Unbelievable. I guess now that we've talked it out a little bit, maybe I've accepted it. I appreciate that you're not going to try to change me. And I think the difference between us and the rest of the world is don't need to agree, but don't have to hate you because of it. 